0: Good morning, and welcome to Simply CRE. It's Thursday, February 29th. On today's show, Invesco pays $55 million for a New Jersey industrial asset, while Ireland's 50 billion euro commercial real estate is at risk, according to the Central Bank. Plus, we'll discuss how worried you should be about commercial real estate. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply CRE. We start off with a major real estate development. Invesco Real Estate has made a significant purchase in New Jersey, acquiring a 216,000 square foot industrial building for $55 million. The property located in South Brunswick Township is fully leased to a third party logistics company. Here to delve into the details is Michael, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about this transaction?
1: Certainly, David. The property in question is 152 Ridge Road, a warehouse and distribution facility. It was last traded in 2018 when Jay Franco & Sons sold it for $22 million. The building, constructed in 1991, features 33 loading doors, 30-foot clear heights, insulated ceilings, ESFR fire sprinklers, solar panels, and around 125 parking spaces. At the time of the sale, the building was fully leased to Five Star Warehouse. And who facilitated this transaction? The transaction was brokered by JLL Capital Markets. The team was led by managing directors Jordan Avanzato and Mark Duval, directors Nicholas Steffens and Jason Lundy, senior managing director Jose Cruz, and associate Connor Walsh. What can you tell us about the location of this property? 152 Ridge Road is situated in New Jersey's Cranberry Submarket, which is conveniently close to Interstate 95. This allows easy access to the Philadelphia and New York City metropolitan areas, making it a strategic location for logistics operations.
0: How does this transaction fit into the broader industrial real estate market in New Jersey?
1: New Jersey has been a hotspot for industrial transactions. In fact, it ranked fourth for industrial transactions nationwide last year, according to a recent Commercial Edge report. A total of $2.7 billion was generated, with assets trading at an average of $218 per square foot, which is significantly above the nation's average of $129.
0: That was Michael,
1: our Simply CRE
0: reporter, providing us with some significant figures. Speaking of significant figures... A recent report from the Central Bank of Ireland has highlighted a potential threat in the nation's commercial real estate sector, valued at 50 billion euro. The report warns of a possible disorderly price correction that could destabilize the financial landscape. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply CRE. Can you tell us more about the findings of this report?
2: Certainly, David. The Central Bank of Ireland's report is primarily concerned with how rising interest rates are affecting the commercial real estate market. The report suggests that asset prices could be vulnerable to significant corrections due to tighter financial conditions. It also highlights the risk of investors offloading properties as asset values fall, which could further destabilize the market. This analysis underscores the need for a nuanced macroeconomic policy strategy to navigate potential downturns and protect the financial sector.
0: And how are key players in the market responding to these warnings?
2: Well, one interesting development is the strategic moves being made by the U.S.-based investment firm Starwood Capital Group. Amid the current uncertainty, Starwood has increased its stake in Ayers Rate, an apartment owner that's been the subject of sale or breakup rumors. This move illustrates the dynamic nature of the market, with strategic investments being made even in the face of potential upheaval.
0: The report also touches on broader themes influencing the Irish business landscape. Can you elaborate on this?
2: Yes. While the report is primarily focused on the commercial real estate sector, it also discusses a range of other topics. These include the challenges of establishing a new media company in a tech-dominated ecosystem, the integration of smart technology, and the increasing use of AI in business operations. It also highlights environmental concerns related to tech companies' water usage for data center cooling, and even discusses the personal inspiration behind the creation of a digital wedding planning platform. These stories reflect the complex interplay of business innovation, environmental stewardship, and market evolution in response to emerging challenges and opportunities.
0: So... What does this mean for Ireland's economic landscape moving forward?
2: The Central Bank of Ireland's warning serves as a reminder of the interconnectedness of economic sectors and the potential ripple effects of disruptions in one area. As Ireland navigates this uncertain period, the resilience and adaptability of its investors, policymakers, and entrepreneurs will be crucial. The insights gained from past experiences and innovative approaches to current challenges will undoubtedly shape the future trajectory of Ireland's economic landscape.
0: Thanks for the update, Celeste. As we continue to monitor these developments, let's shift our focus to the recent troubles at New York Community Bancorp, which have reignited fears about the global commercial real estate market. The sector has been in turmoil since the start of the pandemic, and investors are increasingly concerned about the fallout from the declining value of office buildings and other properties james our correspondent for simply cre is here to discuss the situation why are these concerns resurfacing now four years into the pandemic
3: well david the nature of the commercial real estate sector has set the stage for a slow moving crisis commercial property valuations can take a long time to adjust to shifts in demand and mortgages take years to mature meanwhile Interest rates have risen dramatically, making it challenging for building owners to refinance debt. The banks hold debt on buildings that are no longer worth what they were just a few years ago, but no one is exactly sure which loans might unravel. This uncertainty is causing concern that distress in commercial real estate could derail the U.S. economy. What's the worst-case scenario here? How could this situation impact the average investor? Most individual investors tend to have little exposure to commercial real estate in their investments. However, the bigger problem would be bad commercial property debt pulling down banks. As we saw in 2008, financial institutions are tightly intertwined. The effect of further credit events in the commercial real estate market could spill over into many other sectors. In a worst-case scenario, this could create a risk-off sentiment in the markets, potentially stemming what has been a lucrative run for markets. What about regional banks? How are they affected by this situation? Regional banks' assets are much more concentrated in commercial real estate lending. Such loans account for 28.7% of assets at small banks, compared with just 6.5% at bigger lenders. This makes them more vulnerable to the turmoil in the commercial real estate market. It's worth it for consumers who bank with regional lenders to make sure their deposits are FDIC insured. And what about real estate investment trusts, or REITs? REITs have also been under strain as the commercial property sector faces headwinds. However, most diversified investors should not have too much exposure to contend with. REITs generally only consume a small percentage of major diversified indexes like the S&P 500 And of those, only a fraction are companies heavily involved in commercial real estate. Some might see this crisis as a buying opportunity. What's your take on that? While it's true that regional banks rallied late last year, and some might see the slump in regional bank stocks as an overreaction, buying individual stocks in this sector could still be a minefield. There is little insight into the quality of these companies' lending portfolios, which is a heightened risk of the sector.
0: That's certainly something for investors to keep in mind. Thanks, James. Speaking of investments, let's shift our focus to commercial real estate brokerages. Despite recent challenges, there's a sense of optimism as we move into the new year. Many firms managed to turn a profit in the final quarter of 2023, even with the work from home trend and interest rate impacts. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about the current state of commercial real estate brokerages?
4: Certainly, David. While some brokerages struggled at the end of last year, others managed to end the year in the black. Executives from the largest publicly traded brokerage houses are expressing optimism that the commercial real estate markets have finally hit bottom and that business will improve later this year. That's encouraging.
0: Can you give us some examples of firms that managed to turn a profit despite the challenges?
4: Absolutely. CBRE, for instance, surpassed stock analyst expectations, while Newmark saw triple-digit growth in net income. Cushman & Wakefield also experienced a 5% increase in leasing activity. These performances suggest that commercial real estate markets may be on the upswing. What strategies have
0: these firms used to weather the storm?
4: Firms that diversified their revenues towards services and management fared better. CBRE, the largest global brokerage firm, posted a net income of 477 million in Q4, a nearly 500% increase over the same period last year. Newmark reported a Q4 net income jump of 468%, from 6.4 million dollars to 36.5 million dollars year over year. Collier saw net earnings of $95 million in Q4 and $254 million for the year, while Cushman and Wakefield managed to turn a Q4 profit of nearly $70 million. And what about firms that didn't fare as well? Marcus and Millichap, which focuses almost entirely on brokering investment sales, failed to eke out any profits last year. The firm reported a $10.2 million Q4 loss, with revenues dropping 37% during that period to $166.2 million and a full year loss of 34 million dollars as the investment sales business dried up. What's the outlook for the commercial real estate market moving forward? While no executives expect miracles in the first part of this year, many anticipate business to turn around during the second half. This is especially true for leasing as more companies become emboldened to make space decisions and in capital markets, especially if the Federal Reserve begins to chip away at interest rates. That's certainly something to watch. Thanks for that, Bella. And with that,
0: we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply CRE. We'll see you back here tomorrow.